I want to welcome you all to the second official episode <laughs> of Strange Places. Now, this was a, a series that I initially had on YouTube uh, way back, like, right when No Disclosure started. <laughs> no Disclosure started, uh, actually, Valentine's Day, uh, 2018. No, 2019, something like that. <laughs> and um, you know, I had one of those uh, creepy, scary, paranormal shows with the robot voice, you know, and all that stuff before I really had some decent gear going. And I had a couple episodes out. I did pretty well. And, um, you know, considering <laughs> what it was. And I decided to kind of revitalize Strange Places now that we kind of know what we're doing you know, recording wise. And, uh, <laughs> now that we have the gear to do it, uh, think of it as more of a, more of a podcast than a show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's always something that I wanted to do. And I want to concentrate more on the, you know, the creepier content with the Asylum 817 YouTube channel. Why? Because I love that stuff. And I always refer to the creepy stuff, the scary, the horror, you know, as the, it's the chewy center of our intellectual chocolate. And I believe that those who outwardly shun horror and the scary stuff and creepy stories, I think behind closed doors are the most depraved minds of them all. So with that said, you cannot talk about strange places without talking about the the mecca of strange places. Uh, one of the most famous. Roswell, New Mexico. Now, I'm not going to go into you, know, you could you could dedicate an entire show's run, an entire podcast, an entire television network, <laughs> an entire YouTube channel to that singular event and all the stuff surrounding it. There's so much information, so much, and there's endless amount of discussion you could have about it. Endless opinions, endless theories, but I want to focus on one thing in particular. Let's say two things. My personal experience outside of Roswell, New Mexico, and I think a, a smoking gun piece of evidence. And there, I know everybody says that, but there is one piece of evidence, I believe, that proves it. So just a recap for, you know, if you were born in a cave or something. <laughs> The Roswell incident uh, refers, to, refers to a 1947 supposed crash of a flying saucer at a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico. A lot of people think that happened in Roswell. It's kind of outside of Roswell a little bit. Now, on July 8th, and I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version here, 1947, Roswell Army Airfield, the RAAF, remember that acronym, issued a press release stating that they had recovered a flying disc from a ranch near Roswell. Now, the July 8th, 1947 issue of the Roswell Daily Record. Everybody's seen the newspaper. RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. Came out in the paper. Now, the Army quickly, <laughs> very quickly, I wish they would do our tax returns this fast, retracted the statement and claimed instead that the crashed object was a conventional weather balloon. <clears throat> Sorry, had to stifle some laughter there. The Roswell incident did not surface again until eh, 1970s or so when a ret retired lieutenant colonel in an interview with a researcher of, you know, U UFO UFOs, 
alleged that the weather balloon account had been a cover story. Really? Really? <laughs> First and second-hand witnesses of crash locations and witnesses involved claimed that one or more alien spacecraft had crash-landed and that the extraterrestrial occupants had been recovered by the military, which uh, then engaged in a cover-up. Now, in 1994... The U.S. Air Force published a report claiming again <laughs> that the crashed object was uh, a nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project, Project Mogul. Another thing completely shrouded in controversy. And another Air Force report published in 97 claimed that the stories of alien bodies probably stemmed from test dummies being dropped from high altitude. And research about the event nevertheless persists to this day. And the Roswell incident, you know, continues to be of interest to everybody <laughs> around the world. Even if you're not 100% educated on this thing, you know the story. And you have your own opinions. Everybody does. Uh, you know, the, the, the flying saucer craze of 1947. Everybody started going nuts. Everybody started seeing them everywhere. I mean, just that June 26th, a civilian pilot, you know, uh, pilot, Kenneth Arnold, he said that he uh, saw what he – he didn't coin them flying saucers necessarily. He said that's how they moved. They were – he called them uh, disks that skipped in the sky as like you were throwing a – skipping a saucer on the water. Um, the sequence of events was triggered in late June or early July 1947 when William Mac Brazel, a ranch foreman – noticed clusters of debris on the Foster Ranch, which was, yeah, it's about 30 miles or so outside of Roswell. Initial press coverage suggested Brazel first noticed the material in early July, but, you know, that's just hearsay. So, well, long and the short of it, he saw some shit out on that ranch. Uh, the discovery was reported to the authorities at July 6th. Um, he... Brought it to the attention of George Wilcox and Roswell. Wilcox, in turn, called the RAAF intelligence officer, Jesse Marcel, Major Jesse Marcel at the time, who assembled a detail to visit the former, uh, the uh, former, the Foster Ranch, former ranch now. And we'll get into that. Around 4 p.m. that afternoon, Brazel left Roswell, followed by Marcel, Lieutenant Colonel Sheridan Cavett, I hope I'm saying that right, and Master Sergeant Bill Rickett. The following morning, Okay, July 7th, the Army Air Force detail inspected the debris on the Foster Ranch and transported all of it back to Roswell. The public announces the recovery of the flying disc. The uh, government issues their retraction. And after the initial newspaper reports of 1947, the Roswell incident faded from public attention for more than 30 years. Interest reemerged, you know, in the 70s, and people started really diving back into the uh, photos and the documentation at the time, claiming that, well, these pieces that Marcel and everybody's holding is, uh, you know, uh, there's famous pictures of a Brigadier General, Roger, uh, Roger Ramey, and Colonel Thomas Dubose, right? Am I saying that right? posing with the with the debris posing and these photos look quite staged but that's neither here nor there i wasn't there <laughs> i can't attest to that um 
did the government just grab a bunch of shit off of one of their weather balloons so these guys could pose with it? Nah, we don't know. But there's a lot of stories that the material taken from that crash was very much like what was in those photos. But it was amazing stuff. It had kind of a, a memory shape to it. You could crumple it up into something the size of your palm of your hand, leave the room, come back, it'll be in its original shape. Pretty, uh, pretty weird. Weirdness aside, whoops, dropped my phone. <laughs> Weirdness aside, I I wanted to get to this point here because these photos they posed with the debris for press photographs in 1947. These these were for the press, publicly acknowledged the weather balloon cover story there, corroborating all of Marcel's previous admissions. The alien body accounts were mentioned. In a book that came out in 1991, though the dates and locations, blah, 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 alien bodies, all that jazz, we know the rest of the story. Now, the reason why I decided to tackle the events at, outside of Roswell, New Mexico, is not only because you want to talk about strange places. Shit, that should have been episode one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Strangest thing that ever happened on the planet if it happened and i was always on the fence about it i mean a lot of the, the strange places thing is yeah talking about these things and you know stuff like that <clears throat> get a discussion going in the comments you know tell me what you think about roswell that's mostly what this little show here is for i want to just talk about this stuff and see what you guys have to say you know put your comments down there let's get a discussion and this is one of the best things in the world <laughs> to have a discussion about i love hearing these theories and, you know, a lot of the purpose of this show is to kind of examine these things and tell you mine as a just as a lover of this stuff, of the weird and creepy and strange. So and, you know, offer my experiences, too, because my experience, my little link to the Roswell crash, and I do have one, is very, very interesting. See, you can... You can go to Roswell today, obviously pre-COVID, hopefully post-COVID, they'll continue this because the Roswell crash uh, made a lot of tourism money <laughs> for the, the town. Roswell, much to my surprise, when I went, it was a very small town. Um, I expected it to be a blip on the radar, but not as small as it actually was. And all these restaurants and gift shops and, you know, stuff is all alien themed and, and everything like that. Everybody's walking around with alien shirts, you know, and uh, it's just a thing in Roswell. The young teenagers, teenagers they, they could point a tourist out a mile away. Even like me, a guy who tried to, you know, blend in as much as possible when I went. This is about 2004-ish. Uh, and... You know, they, they give you the Vulcan greeting, you know, and with the other hand, they give you the middle finger. And <laughs> it's just in the culture there. So you can take the the tourist trap route. And I, I liken it to visiting Mount Sinai today. You can go see this place that the church has dubbed the Mountain of God, the Mount Sinai. And there's a church there, and you can take a tour and go to the top of the mountain and all that stuff, and it's all lovely and dandy, and you're in the same general area. <clears throat> but the real Mount Sinai is about 
80 miles northeast of it. And this has been proven, documented. It's protected by the Egyptian government. They don't want people tromping around on that mountain. And at the top is a natural spring, amazingly, which is exceptionally rare for that area. A mountain that can accommodate, which was at the time thousands of people. And it had this odd outcrop, which, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go too much into it. But the, the Mount Sinai that you take a tour at today is not Mount Sinai. And it was kind of like that with the whole Roswell crash tour thing, you know, that I paid like 120 bucks for and went to some field that, uh, you know, it, it gives you an idea of what happened. Because you're standing in the same general area. You go out same time in the morning or they have, you know, tours during the day and stuff like that, too. But there is one where you pay a little extra and you go out at the same time that this had happened, apparently. And it's cool. You know, it's the same weather. It's the same, especially if you go, you know, the same time of year. Ironically, I went in July. <laughs> it wasn't the same date. It was like tail end of July. Uh, it was a cool place. I, I really enjoyed it. But, um, and as cool as the tour was, because, you know, like Mount Sinai, even though you're miles away from it, you could see the, Mount, the real Mount Sinai from the tourist location. You're, you're, you're there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of. It's still interesting and cool. It's like sitting at the Pizza Hut that's across from the uh, pyramids at Giza. Everybody's seen those photos, you know. People sitting in the Pizza Hut at Giza, and you can see the pyramids from it and shit. <laughs> it's kind of like that. And that. That's what it felt like to me. And that's the best uh, metaphor I can give. That That's what it felt like. Sitting in the Pizza Hut at Giza, looking out at the pyramids. Still pretty neat. But I got talking to, and I, uh, I, 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 there, I, I've, I have, well, you know what? I'm just going to say it. There, there is a statute of limitations on these kind of things. And I don't want to say, you know, I've looked it up. Trust me. I don't want to sit here and self-incriminate and incriminate everybody else. So let's just say through uh, some non-conventional means. Me and my travel companions found out where the ranch was, the crash site. And uh, by various means, <laughs> I don't want to self-incriminate too much, but by various means, we found ourselves outside of that field at about three o'clock in the morning. And lo and behold, I'm the only one who has the balls to go over there and stand on that piece of land we weren't supposed to be on. <laughs> the land where in that area, you could probably be shot if you got caught. I mean, don't do it. It was a stupid decision. Could have got me dead. I wouldn't do it today. I'll tell you that. But I was young and full of piss and vinegar and, you know, I wanted to do it. Do I regret the experience? Kind of. And I'll tell you why. Now, I always sort of believed something odd happened at Roswell uh, back in 1947. Um, I never thought beyond a shadow of a doubt. There were always doubts. You know, it was an interesting story at the very least. Interesting story. Something to discuss with your buds, something to wonder about, you know, something to imagine and fantasize about, you know what I mean? Something to tickle the old brain berries when you, you know, 
but even if I didn't believe in Roswell, sorry, I had to move my mic. Even if I didn't buy anything that happened over there, okay, I've, uh, when I got out of high school, I've just always been one of those don't waste your life kind of guys. I'm just like that. I do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've been to 48 states in this country, all the mainland ones, two countries, Canada and Mexico, but it still counts. <laughs> I, I've been everywhere, everywhere. I grew up not far from the Whaley House in Southern California, which if you know what that is, it for a long time was the most haunted place in the damn country. In recent years, it's uh, the experiences have kind of tapered off. And it's not the most haunted place now. But, you know, I've been to Gettysburg. Uh, other battlefields and stuff where horrendous things have happened. I stood in the spot where Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment was. Granted, it's a fucking parking lot now. But I stood right under it. I've been to some he heavy places. And especially the battlefields. Gettysburg. I've been to Ford's Theater. There's some places where the air's just thick. Where even if you didn't know what happened there, you know something did. There's just this thing inside us human beings. This kind of, it's a spiritual barometer. Now, I don't want to get all new agey on you and shit. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, okay? So I'm not going to get all new agey and weird. But what I will tell you is I think the human body has the innate sense of when you're in a place, even if you have no clue what happened there. There's just something that feels off. And I've been in a lot of places like that. I've done ghost hunts and stuff. And there's some that you go to the place and you don't feel nothing. You're just like, okay, just going through the motions. I swear, man, right hand up. There are some places you go to before you even start researching the place. You're like, man, I don't like it here. There's just something. It's one thing to speculate and to wonder and to fantasize about what happened in Roswell and develop your own opinions and stuff. Whether I believed in it or not, I was on the fence. But let me tell you something. As I sit here, being out in that field alone at three o'clock in the morning was by far the spookiest thing I've ever felt in my life. It was at that point that I couldn't prove it I still can't prove it. I believe I do have a smoking gun piece of evidence here. But, and I'll get to that in a second. But being out in that field at 3 o'clock in the morning, all by yourself, with the fucking pussies waiting out by the car. <laughs> I just knew that something... Uh, when they asked me, when I got back into the car and we sped the hell away, like bats out of hell, they asked me, what was it like? And the word that came out of my mouth was unnatural. I said, it felt like, I just, I knew something wrong had happened there. I knew something very, very strange had occurred on that spot. And a lot of people say, well, it was psychosomatic. A lot of people still say that, you know, to me, that were there and know about this story. I haven't told a lot of people, obviously. What I did was probably very fucking illegal. But uh, I researched statute of limitations, so I'm fine. <laughs> and I won't tell you how I got there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot involved. It was like planning a fucking bank heist. But anyway, um, what was I getting at? 
yeah, I mean, even if, um, I mean, there's no way that you can't know what happened at Roswell. Everybody knows that story. So you're already pre, you know, your brain is already pre-wired to stand in that field and kind of know this is a spot where something supposedly weird happened. And a lot of people say, well, what you felt was kind of psychosomatic. You were pre predisposed to feel that way. And what I say to that is, okay, get your ass out there at 3 a.m. and tell me that you're not scared shitless. I'm telling you guys, something not of this world happened on that spot. And it is one of those that I truly believe. If not the alien crash, let's take, let's take away all the things we can't prove. All we have are the stories, right? The government has acknowledged UFOs in recent years. That's as far as they're going to go, by the way. They're going to say, oh, yeah, they're real. So, uh, yeah, well, what's next? <laughs> what's next on the agenda? Yeah, 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 they're totally real. Let's release some, you know, really shitty radar footage and call it a day. Maybe that will appease the masses and their constant whining and thinking and wondering. We don't like that, do we? And, uh, you know, like the NASA acknowledging certain things in recent years. You know, it's, it's just NASA. What does NASA stand for? If you said National Aeronautics and Space Administration, you're dead wrong. It stands for never a straight answer. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, even though I was pre, uh, I keep losing that word, <laughs> even though I was uh, predisposed to feel a certain way, I always tell people, well, you get your ass out there at three in the morning. That was the scariest shit I've ever done in my life. And I mean, I had nightmares about it. It, 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 it was, I almost was glued to that spot. It was terrifying. And I swear, I swear, even if I didn't know what happened there, I still would have felt that because I've been to places like that. I can say that from experience that you have the smallest kernel of a story, you know, and you go to this place. And I've been to some places where some horrific shit has happened. I didn't feel a damn thing. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Interesting. And um, yeah, hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about. The human body, I think, is just a barometer. And if you're really receptive, you can feel these things that something not quite right happened here. So, yeah, I do believe that something strange happened at Roswell. I don't know exactly what. I don't know if the stories are true, how much of it's true, whatever. But um, something very, very strange and unnatural happened there because I was there at a time where nobody else. <laughs> it was a very rare experience and one that I'll uh, never forget. Unfortunately, and is it? I, I probably wouldn't do it again. I mean, I'm telling you, it was scary shit. I just, you just know that something odd happened there. Now, the evidence that I was talking about, <laughs> we can go into Roswell for days, man, for days. And a lot of the strange places stuff is just kind of my stories and my personal opinions on stuff. And uh, some of these episodes won't be, some I'll play it straight and just, you know, talk about the place itself and why it's strange. There's one piece of evidence regarding the events at Roswell 
or near Roswell. I, I, I always see it's so it's so much easier to say at Roswell because Roswell is not a place anymore. It's an event, right? <laughs> it, it's not a place. It, it has become an event. So I'm going to say at Roswell makes it easier. There's one piece of evidence that I think is tremendously overlooked. And it's been touched on by a TV show here and there, by a podcast here and there, by a journalist here and there. But this should be something that people were foaming at the mouth about. Now, there was a photo taken during those press photos, and it's called the Ramey Memo. You'll see it in a couple of those photos. At one point, there is an officer posing with this uh, weather balloony material and he has a piece of paper in his hand and this piece of paper is facing outward now nobody at that time in 1947 would think okay there's going to be technology one day to where we could zoom on this photo and clean that shit up and read exactly what was on that memo Nobody's thinking that in 1947. You know what I mean? These are press photos. These are going to be printed and reprinted and put in the newspaper and shuffled off in some box somewhere for all time. Even if you took a magnifying glass to that photo, if you blew it up with the negative as big as you can get it, there's no way you're reading that memo. wasn't until recent years that that small oversight, I wouldn't call it an oversight, it was just to them, it was an impossibility. It's okay to sit there with the business end of the memo facing out towards the camera. Because, like I said, this is 1947. The technology is not there. <laughs> There's no way they're going to see what's on this memo. Well, that exactly happened. As you know, technology has progressed to the point where we can do some amazing things with old photos. So somebody along the line got the bright idea. Hey, I wonder if we can clean up that Ramey memo, see what it says. Now this, I believe, is the smoking gun evidence right here. As staged as those photos look, whether they were or not, could have been a weather balloon, who knows? Let's take that into account. We don't know whether they were staged or not. They're just photos of people smiling a little too big for it just to be a weather balloon. That's just me. But... After zooming in on this photo, cleaning it up, recreating it, you can do this yourself, by the way. Take the highest resolution. And this isn't just something that you have to rely on, work that somebody else did. I've done this myself. I demonstrated it to people. You got a copy of fucking Photoshop. You take the highest resolution image of that photo with it. You know, uh, old boy is sitting there with the memo facing the camera. You, you'll know what I mean. He's posing there with a piece of paper. You take it into Photoshop. Apply your various filters to it, adjust the contrast, clean it up. And what you'll see on that memo will freak you the fuck out. Now, from what we can see, there's some parts of the paper that's crumpled. There's some parts that are very difficult to make out. So we omit that. I'm not going to add anything there. This isn't from the famous scan that came out a few years ago where they did it. This is from my own personal looking at this memo myself and cleaning it up myself. Now, what the memo states is F. Oh, let me read this. I got to get my uh, 
because <laughs> I actually have this saved on my phone. Here we go. This is from my own personal notes, by the way. FWAAF acknowledges that a disc is next new find west of, and then this is omitted, Cordon at location was a wreck near Operation the another indecipherable passage. In addition, pod, airfoil, the word ranch, and the victims of the wreck you forwarded Fort Worth, Texas. Aviators in the disc, they will ship for AI, I think uh, looks to me like GTK, and then other than that is the word visitor. Visitors, sorry, plural. B-29, C-47. Right AF assesses airfoil at Roswell. Assure assist fly out about random words. Misstate meaning of story. It, it, it says this. CIC team said this misstate meaning of story. Late today, next sent out PR of weather balloons. If photos used, blah, blah, blah. Keeps going on and on. Indecipherable. What grabs me, now, the word pot is kind of odd, but they said victims of the wreck. And under that is the word visitors. Aviators in the disc. They will ship to what have you. This confirms everything. This confirms the wildest theories about Roswell. And this is a piece of evidence that cannot be fucked with. I'll, you know, you can look at every analysis of this memo. And there's probably going to be a little bit of uh, difference between everybody else's analyzation of the Ramey memo. Some people are going to point out other stuff. Some people will probably, uh, you know, read something incorrectly and see a letter wrong or everything. But 98% of it's there. You're going to see it every time you look at it. It's there. And with computers now and things that we could do to clean shit up, it, it's there. It's black and white, clear as crystal on that fucking piece of paper in his hand. I think what happened in Roswell was that a, an unidentified object really did crash on that ranch. There were bodies inside and they were transported to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base as soon as they could possibly do it. Now, the memo acknowledges that this is a flying disc. There were, quote-unquote, aviators in the disc, what they referred to as visitors. Was it extraterrestrial? You bet your ass. I think it was, and I think this memo proves it. Do the research for yourself. Look up this photo. Find the highest resolution image of it you can. Zoom in on that paper. It's going to be pretty grainy looking at that point. Do some cleaning. Do some contrast adjusting. You know what I mean? Those of you who are proficient in Photoshop, do it. Do it. This is freaky. It's bizarre. Because, you know, you're looking at a photo to where he's posing with the business end of this memo out. You know, who's going to think? Who would have thought at the time? This wouldn't even be an issue. It wouldn't even pop up in your head. That someday somebody will be able to read that memo in your hand from that photograph. But we can. With the aid of, you know, 
I wouldn't even say photo manipulation, photo retouching. Uh, that doesn't even do it. Just fucking with a little bit of contrast and the capability of altering, you know, not altering. I mean, just looking into photos that we can. I didn't alter anything. I just adjusted some colors and stuff to where I could read the memo in his hand. This is it. That's the smoking gun right there. So, yeah, my take on it, the strangest place possibly I've ever been, ever will be. And um, I, what I believe to be the smoking gun evidence that, yes, a UFO crashed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. There were extraterrestrial bodies on board. They were taken away. Initially, they released the real story. The government realized what the hell they had and the implications of using what they had. Maybe some gears in somebody's head started turning instantly about back engineering. What we could do. Can we weaponize this? Can we use this to get a foothold? Somebody's gears started turning in their head. Somebody high up there. So they retracted it. And they've changed their story multiple times over the years. Will they ever disclose 100% what happened at Roswell? No, I don't think so. Not for a second. But the memo says otherwise. So yes, this is a strange place that I myself am fully convinced. What happened is exactly what we think happened. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Strange Places. I want you to check out our Patreon account, which I'm going to link here on this video. And uh, yeah, be sure to support Asylum 17 Productions, if you can. If uh, you know people on our Patreon account, they get early access to shows, audio tests, bloopers, outtakes, and everything in between. Uh, they get early access to everything, including, as a matter of fact, if you do uh, the higher tier, which is only five bucks, uh, you get your entire podcast, an entire podcast just for the patrons. Yes. <laughs> so consider supporting Asylum 17 Productions. Thank you to all the subscribers, all the viewers, and we'll see you on the next episode of Strange Places.